Welcome to the fifth year podcast presented by Nobody. We've got Clint Maxey <laughs> in the producer's chair, Zach Ruley, and yours truly, Parker Biggs, hosting. If you haven't listened before, we are a college football f- focused sports podcast. We have officially reached the dog days of the summer, meaning all we really have to do is look forward to college football and watch golf here and there. Uh, but before we do that, let's quickly just touch on the College World Series finals. Ole Miss sweeps the Sooners to take home the Rebels' first ever team national championship in one of the big three sports. Uh, the way it ended really hurt, but still a hell of a run for the Sooners. I have like confidence in the program for the first time, and I don't even since I've really kept up with OU baseball since being, I guess, since being a child. I don't know. Um, either of you thoughts on the series on the, anything on that before we? So heartbreaking. Yeah, and like but you it was be such really, a yeah. nice treat yeah. to run. Oh, yeah, right, just a tragic event. I, I'm, I was driving home from Chicago and I just burst into tears. And the guys I was with were like, "What happened?" I was like, "Oh, you <laughs> just." I had to pull over and be consoled on the side of the freeway, Highway yeah, 44. I, I, I don't know. OSU fans would have reacted terribly. I mean, I, that would be brutal. <laughs> yeah, dude, because I you guys like are off. such a better baseball program than OU, and like just out of the blue, we just like just rip off this run. Yeah, I saw some people saying college baseball is the hardest tournament to win, and it just might be like Ole Miss was the last team in the field. Right. Yeah. It'd be like an 11 seed winning the, or like a playing game team winning the yeah, that game. Tournament. I think that was equivalent to like a 12, 4, or 5 matchup in a championship. Not the sexiest final, but like, no. Also, to no. Ole Miss still, like, they got talent. It's not like these guys just oh, played yeah. out of their minds this week. Like, they're good. Were they number country in like March? Yeah, they like, started yeah, preseason top 10, I think. Yeah. Yeah, they're, 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 I was seeing tweets. They wanted their coach fired. This guy said, I want uh, uh, Mike Bianco. Is that his name? Mm-hmm. Bianco. Yeah. He's like, I want Bianco fired no matter even if we win the College World Series. That's how bad they were earlier in the year. That's yeah, that's uh... – I've done their – hey, nobody claimed Mississippi was like the, the most genius state in the union, but hey, the past two national championships, they know baseball. Hey, Game and I was one of that series, first inning, right? Uh. They got, yeah. What what happened in the first inning? I forgot. They went up immediately. They, yeah, and it was then, after. Well, no, there's two outs, no one on base. Then it was the same thing for both games. Just like sloppy, sloppy play where oh, you would have two outs, you know, let someone on, and then you know. Now the interference call like definitely like shifted the momentum of the game in game two. Yeah, um, I'm not just saying this. Like it was the right call, but I don't know who the announcer was. It probably should be looked at as a rule. Because like he said, they should right, the bases. The yeah, the base is in fair territory. So like, right, right. Of course, you're gonna tend to lean fair territory, but like, it was the right call. Um, kind it also of, takes oh, you, away oh, from the direct though, path too. to the base. Yes, you go slower if you're moving on the right. Yeah, oh, you showed some fight though. They got down what two runs, came back, took the lead, yeah. um, and then two pass balls. Those are bad. I I yeah. think one of them technically was a wild pitch. The other one was a pass ball, but the first one was just a cross up. Like he. Yeah, Catcher had no idea that was lucky. Didn't hit him in the throat. Yeah, that was, they, that was bad though. That hurt. They said the catcher had been doing signs all week, like chest protector, knee signs all week, and they were talking about was it worth doing that because it's harder than just putting one or two or yeah, three down. I think they were worried about that runner on second, but even it looked like he was even doing it without the runner on second. Yeah, so. it is, that's a hell of a run for OU though. Yeah, no, yeah. It, it was a lot of fun and very unexpected. So, yeah, I'm not going to complain. Uh, tough way to end, but still hell of a run. All right, let's uh, let's move on to some college football stuff. Uh, 
kind of the biggest news as of late is uh, old Arch Manning deciding he's going to take his talents to, to Austin, uh, class of 2020, what is it, 2023. Uh, yeah. And, yeah, he's going to Texas. I kind of thought Georgia would be the place. I think he wants to do his own thing. Do they know what they're getting into, though? I feel like with Ewers there, like, I, I'm i a little surprised by it. Um, Sark Isn't is every move coach, his but... family's made, like, super calculated, though? Like, he didn't get a Twitter until – committed. Yeah. He wasn't allowed. He wasn't allowed to like accept offers. Like when he was a freshman and sophomore, like Cooper, his dad was like, no, we're not going to take him. Like, I'm surprised he actually didn't go to Ole Miss. Just say, fuck it and go to Ole Miss. Yeah, no, I, I, I mean, I can't fault the guy. I mean, I'm sure he, it's not like, like you said, every move he's made seems to be calculated. So it's not like this is just some sort of random thing. Sark has shown that he can develop quarterbacks. But, you know, five stars coming into Austin isn't anything new. I think, you know. Do you think they won the bidding war? Is that what it was? No. I mean, I, I don't think it. so either. I mean, maybe they did, but I, does that really matter for a Manning? Like, I don't think. I don't think does. he's that good. I saw some of the kids he's playing against. It looks like like you and I running it's around. It's insane. It's wild. He's playing like 2A private school ball. Yeah. Of course they're not any good. I mean, yeah. I'm, sure he, I'm sure he is good, but like looking at the talent level he's playing against, it's like, eh. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. So you got him there, you got Brock or uh, Quinn Ewers there, uh, but you know five stars at Texas is nothing, nothing new. Like I'm, I'd be surprised if both of those guys end up finishing their career at Texas, right? I mean, no, you. So Ewers has to play what one, two years, two years, and then he can bounce to the NFL. Yeah, he what he went to high, college a year early, so he's a sophomore. Yeah, so I guess he only has to do two years. So yeah, yeah it might be a nice. Perfect. Or he's a red, he's a red shirt freshman. Yeah, yeah. But eighteen-year-old redshirt freshman, kind of wild. Um, yeah, so that that's pretty significant. Uh, other news of note is that Big Twelve, uh, uh, after this earlier in the year uh, announcement by Bob Bowlesby that he's stepping down as commissioner, uh, there's really not been many answers to what the Big Twelve was looking for, and now it's been reported that the Big Twelve is targeting Brett Yormack to be the next commissioner. He's the COO of Rock Nation, Jay Z's entertainment agency. Which is sick. Uh, this is an interesting route. Uh, kind of similar to what the patch well with uh, George Klyovkov from MGM, kind of, you know, taking a different route rather than your traditional uh, college athletics administrator. Uh, what would you say, Zach, you know, if this is the guy, it doesn't even matter if he's the guy or not. Like what what are, should be the key, the keys for the new Big 12 commissioner coming in? Say he starts, I think, January 1st, 2023. I mean, what are the main things you've got to knock out if you're him? The media rights deal in 24, 25, I think expires. So that's, I'd say that's priority number one. OU in Texas will play itself out. They're either going to leave early or they're going to stay through the end of their contract. And that's that. And that's that. Um, obviously, nobody's going to do like ESPN's not going to give you a new media rights deal like with the price of OU in Texas built in. So, I mean, I, I'd say getting that taken care of. But if you're the COO of Jay Z's sports agency, you're probably like a hip, forward thinking um individual and sounds like he's got a pretty cool track record or good track record but he'd be an interesting hire and probably better than bowlsby i don't see how you could be worse yeah, but then no. also dealing with uh if they're going to get like bought out by another conference eventually just like all the conference realignment stuff's never going to go away so yeah that's kind of what i think you know the ou texas stuff will will play itself out tv deals are, are crucial um i think I've seen some estimates where I think the Big 12 has a chance to get some. I mean, you're 
per team, probably it's going to be less than what they were getting. But I don't think it's going to be anything anything like, crazy. I like think ACC type money or what? Or less than that. I would think potentially in that ballpark, maybe a little bit what less. What would that but be? Probably thirty mil, thirty million a team. I mean, per team per season, something like that. I I don't know exactly. But... I'm, I'm pulling it up. So ESPN gave the ACC one point eight six billion dollars, and this was in. It's over a twelve-year stretch. Yeah, this was in two thousand ten. Okay, so that's old. That or it expires after this year then. Because it said 2000, the article's from 2010, um, 12-year deal, so the end of this year. Yeah, so I think, I mean, losing OU and Texas are your, your main markets, but you're actually bringing in, like, TV-wise, some pretty good, you know, BYU's got an enormous following. Uh, UCF has a huge alumni base, which eventually, you know, after time in a Power 5 conference, you got to think that'll pay off. Um, yeah, so I think... You know, if, if this is the right move, um, it's not all. I think that we're past that doom and gloom, you know, aspect yeah. of looking at the Big 12. I think it's. And Bowlesby gets shit, especially for me, like four seconds ago, but like he did okay, like weathering the storm. Like he did what he had to do after OU and Texas left, in my opinion. Yeah. Like, who else would he have gotten to replace yeah, no. Like you yeah. can't. You could blame the guy for, for allowing, you know, OU and Texas to leave without him having any idea. Uh, yeah, but, but from that point forward, I think he he handled it pretty well. I feel bad for the guy a little bit. I think he gets a lot of a lot of grief. Uh, probably some of it deserved, but I don't know how much he actually could have done to prevent to prevent. The uh, one the thing Exodus. he could have done is not let Texas make their own network. That's a, the Big Twelve as a whole. Yeah, but that was probably before his time. I would yeah, it, it was. That's something everybody could have done better. No doubt. All right. Let's uh, unless we got any more thoughts on that. Uh, got a fun little uh, t- activity we're gonna run through. Uh, we're gonna predict activities. Yeah, I don't know if that's weird. <laughs> uh, we're gonna predict college game day locations this year. So, uh, which honestly, when I was going through week by week, it's a little tougher now with that with the uh, the big noon kickoff curveball in there. You gotta you gotta kind of factor several elements into it. So, uh, uh, Zach, have you do you have like a, a list or are you? Um, I was going to ramble week by week, but I okay. have a week one. I have Start with week one. Yeah. Okay. It should be Notre Dame at Ohio state. I don't think, I think it'll be Oregon, Georgia. Okay. It feels like I'm, they always do the neutral site thing, like right off the rip. So I think, it'll be Oregon. I think I'm going to say Notre Dame, Ohio state. I that's, but the one thing that has me thinking could be Georgia, Oregon. I don't see a ton of games on Georgia's schedule that are like, you know, the number one game of the week. And being the defending champs, they're going to get a, a game at some point. So I, I wouldn't be surprised, but I'm going to go with Notre Dame and Ohio State. You know, just the two, those two brands, it's kind of hard to, hard to not go with that game. And yeah, but I wouldn't be shocked. They love those neutral site games. I would be disappointed, though, if it's, if it's not at, uh, at, at the horseshoe. Uh, honorable mention, though, that I would say zero chance it could be game day because it's a Thursday kick. But the game. Forward to that most most that week is uh, the the backyard brawl, the return of Pitt, West Virginia. So uh, that would be Thursday an incredible game, so. game day, but uh, yeah, uh, yeah, that'll be right. appointment television though. Yeah. All right, week two. What's your guess? Um, it was going to be uh, that game on Big Noon kickoff, which is this little school called Alabama playing in Austin. <laughs> but uh, I don't know if they'll do the double dip. Has that have they do that every so often? Don't they? 
Yeah, no, no, it happens. So that has to be game day. Alabama versus Texas. That's I'm going off the radar here. I think Alabama, Texas probably will be game day, but I'm going to make a bold prediction and say USC at Stanford. Uh, it's the ABC primetime game that night. ESPN has quite the uh, hard on for Lincoln and, and the boys out in the West Coast. They're right going to, so. and they're so they're going to be getting some nice some nice coverage. Uh, I mean, their spring game was televised on ESPN. So uh, I'm going to say USC at Stanford, first big game for Lincoln, Caleb, uh, and all the guys at USC. So I'll, I'll go with that one. Week three is a tough one, by the way. I did not this. I'll I'll let you go here, but uh, I don't. Put me on the spot. Yeah, yeah, these are like. None of these games are that enticing. No, there's there there's a lot of big names playing each other, but um, Auburn Penn State's interesting. Three thirty at CBS on CBS, excuse me, uh, or Penn State at Auburn rather. Yeah, and, and sorry, I had the other one. There's one more big name. So say yours. Yeah. And we'll so, okay, yeah. So there's four games that stood out to me. So one is Penn State at Auburn. Uh, there's the OU at Nebraska, which is the big. That's it. That's off. the one I was thinking of. That's a great um, game. BYU at Oregon is also a decent game. I don't think that will be it, but I'm going to go with Miami at Texas A&M. I just Ooh. think they're two hot names, NIL, all the money being thrown around. Like the target on these teams and like their programs seems to be larger than normal. You know, it's the first big game for Mario Cristobal. Uh, A&M is going to be top 10 preseason. I would, Miami will probably be ranked. Uh, I don't know who Miami plays before then, but if both these teams are, are 2-0 and going into that one, uh, I'm, I'm going to go with that one. Yeah, it's a bunch of good not great games that week some nice depth to the uh the games but uh yeah that's going to be an interesting one all right week four i'll go first here uh this was another tough one uh arkansas a&m jerry world is a possibility florida at tennessee especially if the especially both are undefeated is another option wisconsin ohio state's another good game but i'm going totally off the the rails here Uh, it might be a little homer of me here but i'm going smu tcu i think uh I think there's a, a decent chance, especially if both are undefeated. Sonny Dykes, you know, moving from SMU to TCU, probably the most anticipated SMU game, arguably since the death penalty, just with the Sonny Dykes situation. <laughs> Usually, you know, we'll get one one game per year that's at least one that's a non-Power 5 game, and this is the only one I have. So uh, I would guess it probably won't happen, but uh, I hope it does, and uh, I'm going to go with that. I vaguely want to say the Arkansas game, but I don't know. It feels like they don't really go neutral sites that late in the year. Right. Unless it's like Florida, Georgia or something like that. But I don't know. I Yeah, I'll say I'll say Arkansas, though, anyways. Yeah, I mean, this is a good, Arkansas will be, I think, probably a top 10 preseason team. Whoa. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Are they – I don't know. It's also hard to predict these these things. This form we don't know games. what the teams are. Going yeah, to be. we have yeah. no clue how who's going to be good. It's a total guessing game at this point. But like um, OSU is going to be undefeated. Like so, like they're probably going to get flexed into a lot of prime time spots. Yep. As the number right. one team in the country. <laughs> Week five, uh, another kind of tough one here. So you got Alabama at Arkansas. You got Oklahoma State at Baylor. You got Michigan at Iowa. But I'm actually going to go with NC State at Clemson. NC State is. Uh, I've seen a lot of hype about them. They got Leary, their quarterback, or O'Leary. He's back. He's really good. NC State will be a top 15 team. Clemson will probably be a top six or seven team. Uh, and this game seems to – it's not at NC State, uh, which is a really underrated atmosphere when they when they have a big game. It's at Clemson. Um, 
And I, if you know, if, if Clemson doesn't take another step back this year, they'll get a game, I would guess, at some point. And this is probably their biggest ACC, at least looking ahead, their biggest test of the season in the ACC. Uh, so I'll go with uh, NC State at Clemson. Who did Clemson hire as defensive coordinator? You Inter- know? It's inter- it was an internal hire. I forget what his name <laughs> okay. was. I, I can't recall a guy's name either. Um, I will go with – I know I just picked Arkansas, so it sounds really dumb now, but Alabama at Arkansas. All if right. the Hogs have taken care of business up until that point, which will be pretty difficult. But. Week six is a uh, – you know, you got OU Texas uh, that weekend, but you also have a couple other games that could. This one's going to come down to OU Texas and AM at Alabama, right? I mean, especially if AM and Alabama are both undefeated. I can't imagine. I, I think it's more likely AM and Alabama are undefeated going into week six than Oklahoma and Texas. Um, so I'm going to go with AM Alabama, especially after AM beating Bama last year <laughs> and, you know, the, the back and forth between Jimbo and Saban this offseason. Give me a lot of hype. Uh, towards that one uh if oklahoma and texas are both undefeated it'll probably probably be that i would guess there's never been a year where both teams were undefeated uh and they didn't go to the state fair um but i i'm gonna i'm gonna bank on on bama and a&m being a higher ranked uh matchup much higher ranked matchup uh, in week six so i'll go with a&m at alabama i'm gonna go uh the red river shootout OU texas i think quinn yours and uh, Gabriel are going to have a pretty highly touted uh, bout down there. All right. Week seven, long list of, uh, of games on here that I listed. So Arkansas at BYU, LSU at Florida, Alabama at Tennessee, Penn State at Michigan, and Wisconsin at Michigan State. So a couple of really good uh, Big Ten games that week. But I'm going to go out west. Uh, I say they uh, go to USC at Utah. Definitely uh, – at this point, looking ahead, the most anticipated Pac-12 game of the year, Utah will likely be a top five, six team in the country going into the season. Uh, and then, you know, it just kind of depends. USC might have two or three losses at that point, but if not, uh, I, I bet they end up in Salt Lake. I like USC at Utah as well. That's probably like the marquee. I don't know why you said they're going to have two or three losses, but yeah. <laughs> That's just hopeful thinking. Hopeful thinking? <laughs> That's bad. I'm about to order my USC shirt, though. Oh, my. I'm wearing my UCLA shirt right now. Oh wow! See, okay, it's not. <laughs> I've petty owned of this me. shirt. No, I've owned this shirt for ten years. Okay, and I've owned my shirt for ten years. Even <laughs> the one that says hey, it, it, it's Adidas. They're not. They're they're Under Armour, Nike, or something now. They're Jordan now. Oh, they've Jordan, been yeah. like they've been oh, passed yeah. around bad. Yeah. Out there. Yeah. All right. Uh, week eight. Um, the the games I have my eye on here are Iowa at Ohio State. Ole Miss at LSU, maybe not as much Ole Miss at LSU. And then the game I'm going with is Texas at Oklahoma State. Uh, I would expect both to be near the top half, top few teams in the Big 12 at that point. Uh, it's usually an exciting game. OSU seems to have Texas number. Uh, hey. It would definitely be an electric atmosphere in Stillwater. It always is when these two teams are playing. So uh, I, I'll say we'll get a little spooky, little spooky nighttime kick in, uh, in Stillwater with game day there. I'll, I'll do OSU at Texas as well. The rest of that week doesn't look as um, promising as, as the other ones. This one was a little easier in my opinion. Yeah, week nine is promising. Uh, what Anything you, uh, you have your eye on for that week? One more. I'll go. If you, I'll yeah, go. Go, ahead, uh, go ahead. So three, big game, three games I've got my eye on here are Michigan State at Michigan, 
Ohio State at Penn State and Florida, Georgia. So two really good, uh, two really good Big Ten games, and then the uh, uh, Florida Georgia game in Jacksonville. I'm going to go with Ohio State at Penn State. It's got to be the whiteout game, uh, and you know, ESPN is not going to. I hate, that yeah, I hate to keep picking chalk, but like that seems like the the pretty obvious choice, isn't that usually the anytime yeah. Ohio State plays at Penn State, it's the it's the seven o'clock primetime game. Yeah. The game I'd be shocked if that's not it. Yeah. All right, week 10, uh, decent games. Uh, Tennessee at Georgia, Alabama at LSU, Baylor at Oklahoma, but I'm going to go with uh, – I feel like the kind of obvious choice based off of, you know, preseason expectations if neither of them shit the bed between now and then, uh, but Clemson at Notre Dame. Yep. I, I didn't like know that's... they were continuing to play. That That's the one I'll well, pick too. I didn't know they were still playing. Notre Dame has that, like – deal with the ACC where they play, I think, six ACC teams a year or something like that, and it rotates who they play. But it just so happens. But they've gotten Clemson, what, three out of the, That was just a home and yeah, they, home. No, they, they probably give Clemson – no, no, no. It's, I'm sure they just Clemson and Notre Dame. I'm sure it's intentional. I don't know how the rotation works. I doubt they're rotating Clemson off of Notre Dame's ACC teams they play, though. Um, week 11, this one was – this one was tough. So LSU at Arkansas has the chance uh, to be a good game. Wisconsin at Iowa is another one. Uh, but I'm going to go with Alabama at Ole Miss. You know, it's a game that seems to year after year. Uh, there's been some really exciting ones. You know, the Grove, great place for game day. Uh, I think Jackson Dart at Ole Miss is a good fit. So I think Ole Miss will be good again this year. I don't know if they'll be as good as they were last year. Um, but I expect them to be a top 20, 25 type team. Um, and with the lack of marquee games that week, uh, I bet I bet the the boys up in Connecticut and ESPN will uh, will go with uh, an Alabama game. I'm going to go with Nebraska at Michigan. Ooh, yeah. Do, do you I have high hopes for the Huskers? Are you saying over on win total for the Huskers? What is their win total? I I don't know. <laughs> Can't be that high, right? Probably. Like I would guess like half. six and a half. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, like they're so close, right? Like oh my gosh, week after yeah, week last year, it's excruciating sad. to be a Nebraska man. Yeah. I don't know. They just they're one or two plays bounce legit bounces of the ball away um, from being a pretty good team. So maybe they figured out this year. Maybe. Maybe yeah, I mean they literally were. I mean, they could have easily been like a nine and three team last year. So it wouldn't be totally crazy if they, they went on a run. Um week twelve, so the week before rivalry week. Um okay slate of games. Uh kind of I guess Bedlam is the marquee game for that week. Uh, which I still think is so weird that why is it that Bedlam is played in on Thanksgiving weekend every time it's in Stillwater? But I swear in Norman, it's like never, never Thanksgiving weekend. They're out to get us. They want to make us look bad on TV because all the students are gone. Wow. Well, I like, I like that take. Tinfoil hat. Yeah, we just yeah. get screwed. And then we just persevere and win games. That's the bottom line. Yeah, but we it's win 19 out of 100 and something attempts. We win. <laughs> Do you think you, you think Bedlam too, right? I mean, I don't see it. Um, if it's not Bedlam, uh, I could see it being USC at UCLA, depending yeah. on how good the Bruins are. Maybe Utah at Oregon. That, that was my be, other one. Yeah. If they wanted to go out west for one, um, yeah. that could end up being the game of the week. All right. Last week of the regular season, week 13, rivalry week. Obviously a ton to choose from. You know, you got Alabama, Auburn, Notre Dame, USC. Uh, I'm going to go with Michigan, Ohio State. Do yeah. they ever, like – it's like I don't expect Auburn to be good this season, so 
Uh, I think you kind of can typically narrow it down to the Iron Bowl and to the Ohio State-Michigan game. Uh, and with I don't really have a high expectations for Auburn, so I'll just by default go uh, Michigan-Ohio State. Uh, it's probably going to end up being Michigan-Ohio State, but if there's a team that um, exceeds or performs to their expectations, South Carolina at Clemson could be one to watch. Uh, if South Carolina is as good as they're claiming they're going to be this year. Yeah, no, that, that is a, is a possibility, especially, you know, if, if Clemson is in a, a position to, to make a playoff run. Uh, the, my only issue with my list is that I just, that I didn't have a single Georgia game. I think you did week one, but uh, yeah. there's no chance Georgia's not going to host game day. So, and I'll probably miss like all these games, but you know, it was, that was fun. It was, you know, fun. I'd be surprised. I'd list like every week, every episode. Every college football episode. You were like a, a week before guess? Yeah, or like something college football related. We come out with a list on a topic on Sunday. You release the list on Tuesday's episode and see what the people think they vote. Also, we can maybe make graphics for this, uh, this yeah. game day predictions. You know, it just, might be a new tradition. Yeah. All right. Uh, Clint, I think you, I think that's all we have uh, for our game day predictions. Uh, Clint, I know you. there was a, something you wanted to, to chit-chat about before we uh, also, finish up here. I want to ask you guys your take on Chet. Good pick. Love it. Yeah. Same. I mean, I, did, I didn't love it going in, but, like, I love it now. Like, I was yeah. a Jabari guy, so when I knew the Magic would mess up, kind of hurt to watch us pick Chet, but I'm going to guess that's been our guy no matter what pick we had. So Right. One on the draft board. That flip, like, the night before about Paolo. Yeah, that was weird. Yeah. Something must have leaked because he became like the betting favorite pretty quickly um, for the draft. But I don't think I don't, know. I don't think you can go with, wrong with any of those three. Yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd be shocked if any of them I lost. like I like the kid we got at uh, ten or whatever. The the um, the Knicks Jaylen pick Williams. or the Jalen Williams the or Knicks the Knicks pick the Knicks yeah. pick. Oh yeah, I like all of them. I I like both Jalen Williams actually. Yeah, I love yeah. the second round Arkansas Jalen Williams. Pick. Yeah, he's a, he's gonna be a good big uh, depth wise. I don't know if they'll start right away, but uh, they're gonna have to make some cuts too now. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. it'll be interesting to see who they like. Uh, probably like a guy like Lindy Waters or something will get bumped to a, a two way deal. But um, I would have loved Shade on Sharp. He would have been awesome. What's good now is we the Thunder and their organization have like 18 promising young players. The fact that we have to make cuts is good. Yeah. I mean, no, seriously, there's like a lot of like there's guys like what uh, uh, Kenrich Williams, guys like that, that. Kenny Hustle. He's awesome. So glad yeah. they didn't get rid of him. I yeah. think <laughs> like 13 players are 23 or younger right now. Yeah, there's going to have to be some decisions uh, made on Presti's end. because Oh, <laughs> on top of that. Uh, so someone on Twitter just mentioned big market versus small market and like building your brand. Do you think in 2022 with social media, it doesn't matter where you are, if you just have a social media presence, do you think big market teams versus small market teams means as much? Like free agents wise signing with big market teams? In the NBA, yes. I think it does for sure. Yeah, or in the, yeah, in the in professional sports. Yeah, 100%. I just, I think social media is a bigger deal on and call on the college sports front. I think that's where you can make up for it. Uh, I think pros, their priorities are probably still the same. I mean, maybe that will change, you know, with these kids that are they're coming up now. But I, so you I think can't. big market still is like way more attractive? Yes. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure there are guys that don't 
you know, I mean, you know, I mean, there's guys that probably don't care about that, but in general, yeah. I think I did you know, see the Thunder have been getting more like press within agencies and, and players because of how like they handle players, like player development and um, the way the organizations run. So, like, that's good. It's, it doesn't need to be as big a deal on social media for a team like the Thunder, right? As much as it does internally to attract free agents. Yeah. One thing I'm wondering now, though, now that you brought this up, Clint, <laughs> uh, is that could this, you know, big versus small market has never really mattered in college athletics too much. Uh, I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure it, and some guys, you know, want to go out to USC or Miami or something, but in the NIL era, does the big market is suddenly being a big market, a big deal in college sports. Like you see Caleb Williams signing a deal with beats out in LA. Like there's going to have some, they'll have opportunities uh, in, in uh, the college level um, that maybe wouldn't have mattered in the past. Yeah, I never thought about that. Yeah, it I also think does. I mean, that's where um, on Yomac too, and that his name. They, I think he'll be kind of progressive in helping athletes in the Big Twelve get those nil deals because he kind of came from that space a little bit. Yeah, so, so he knows uh, how the landscape's shifting. He's going to be a little bit more comfortable. That's got to be what. Uh, that's got to be one of the main it. reasons for him being the guy, yeah. right? I would, I would, I would think so, and I don't think that hurts that he yeah. has that background. Yeah. I agree. Uh, anything else? Before That's we I wrap got. this thing up? Sad. Right. And Liv got three more. So. Yeah, you, they got your your boy, the Pope. They got two, three. They got two, three pokes in that edition. They no Rick though. Days. No Rick. Ricky's holding fast. I bet he's gonna like tell the tour, like, "Hey, can I please just have like immunity for lifetime?" <laughs> yeah. 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 Just and I'll keep in the being Ash Calavera. Yeah, I think he should do that. If he hasn't gone over there by now, I mean, I don't know if he's going to go, but. So if players are signed to the live tour, is there like a, can you drop out of the tour? Uh, I mean, if you're suspended by, if you receive the ban from the PGA tour, yeah, you can. No, I'm talking about like, cause PGA tour, you can, you have to qualify for the tournaments, right? You do not have to qualify for the live tournaments. Right. That's but what I mean. Then again, there's only 54 spots or whatever. So if you're like on the bottom tier as a guy and they a bigger you? name comes in, they just boot you. Yeah, what's happening with those guys? <laughs> those well, lower also, tier guys are just getting screwed. So also the winning, like Charles Schwartzel won like four point whatever, right? It came out of his guaranteed money. Really? So not as not maybe not maybe not what they thought initially, but like yeah, they subtract that. So say Schwartzel is going to get fifty million dollars for just showing up. He loses four. Million. Did you see? Uh... That uh, have you have you seen? Yeah, the, Brooks says he's he didn't talk to live till after. Dude, he is so yeah, cool. He's, like he's an idiot. I hope that he needs to stop like with this persona of being some killer on the golf course because he's not. Like, and then he also said uh, he he's it's going to be nice to be able to play like his own schedule and play less which, events and spend time at home. He plays like less than two or average events, anyways, dude. He's yeah, full, he's full of shit. Yeah, no, like he that. and. I, I understand the point he was trying to make, I guess, saying that, but on the PGA tour, you actually can make your own schedule and live. Yeah. You, they, you have those eight weeks and you just, you got to show up those eight weeks. And they're all across the world. No, it's not. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but have you, have you seen the field for the John Deere classic this weekend? It's is it bad or good? Oh. Really bad. Sad. Webb Simpson. That's what it is. It's never is good the, though. <laughs> no, it's not. It's, it's it's usually one of the weaker 
uh, if you don't the season, but it's really bad this year. Webb Simpson is the uh, is the top ranked player in the field. He's ranked 58th in the world. <laughs> what tournament is, is that? The, the John Deere. Is he so, the betting favorite? Yes, he is. Like 11 that's, to 1. That's sad. That's sad. No yeah. offense to Webb Simpson. I'm sure. What yeah, does I'm a on- tournament do like that if they don't have a good uh, like selection of players that tournament? Doesn't like matter. Year after year. Do you like just- John Deere. I mean, if eventually john deere decides to pull their funding away from it as the main sponsor then like the tournament would go away but just because it sure wouldn't it's bring like, in enough money yeah it wouldn't it wouldn't make any money at all well that's what you get for hosting a pga event in a rural illinois like but it does well i guess though yeah well i think john deere is probably a pretty great sponsor for the event yeah uh, and they have a it's a nice purse it's not like there isn't money there i mean some no names will now just go up be able to go out and Make some money. I, I think I, I'm feeling good about Goddard up this week. Uh, I think it maybe it could be his. Uh, I'm not saying he's going to win, but I think he is. Uh, Davis Riley playing? Uh, I don't know. If he is, give me Davis Riley. If he okay. is, he's going to be one, probably one of the four or five favorites, which is <laughs> odd because yeah. he was barely on, on tour uh, two months ago. Yeah. But that's it. All right. Well, as always, uh, we are very appreciative of our listeners. Uh, any support uh, is appreciated. Like, rate, subscribe on Apple and Spotify. Hit us up on social media at Fifth Year Podcast on Twitter and at The Fifth Year Podcast on Instagram. Uh, college football is only 60 days away. So uh, we're getting close. Uh, have a good week. Peace. Peace.